0: So in this episode, we're joined by Fiona Fraser, who helps us out with the PR for our podcast. And while Fiona was getting to know a bit more about us and the podcast, she mentioned that she'd got some driving confidence stories of her own. And so we invited her on as a
1: guest. So hi, Fiona. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Tracy, Thanks for having me.
2: Pleased to meet you, Fiona. I don't know anything about what's happened. This is all new to me. So
1: I haven't told Tracy either, so this is all new.
2: I think this is going to be really interesting, just to hear some of the stories that you have about driving, and hopefully they can help other people as well, which is all part of the podcast.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't a straightforward situation to, for me getting my licence, and even since, so okay. it's an ongoing thing.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say, tell me more.
1: Well, I started driving when I was about 18, uh, as you do, you know, when you were. Well, I think most people, some people start at 16, don't they? I was definitely not ready then. I think I started around 18 um, and basically had like inherited my mum's driving instructor who she hadn't actually passed with because she just gave up. I still don't quite know why she didn't carry on with that. I think cause she was later in life and then just the nerves got the better of her. So I'm thinking about it now. Maybe I didn't have the best sort of like role model as a, as a woman to learn to drive, which is sad. Cause I wish my mom could drive um, for her own sake, really. Mm. But I sort of went through the process and it felt like there were friends who just got it. And then there was me who just like, my brain just wasn't there. I just, I always feel like I wasn't actually developed enough to drive at 18, which sounds mad, but it is the truth. And they put me through the, I, I did get through to my first driving test and I failed horribly. And I just decided that I was done. I didn't want to do it anymore. So I sort of left it in quite a few years. And then, um, I mean, my instructor then was really, was really nice. But by the time I'd gone back again, probably about five years later, he'd retired, so I'd had to get a new one, which at the time was through, um, I didn't have like local people that were able yeah. to to do it. It was like with the AA. I don't know yeah. if you're allowed to say that. That's why I didn't. There are other driving
2: there. schools available.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was so expensive and it was just like, I just wasn't getting any better. And even then they put me in for a test and um, I think that was the one that was a really hot day and the driving instructor had this big coat on and he stank like so bad. (laughs) And I said to him, could you open the window? And he said no. And I was like, well, that's it. I just failed my test basically because he smelled so bad that I thought I was going to be sick so I found my test (laughs) again and then was like I'm not doing this anymore I just can't do it because anytime so I think it was around then before that test my dad had let me go in his car at Sainsbury's car park and I reversed into someone and he you know I said to him why didn't you tell me and he thought you should have been looking because I literally could like that is how what I thought I was like you should have said like Slow down, but I don't. I don't even know how fast I was going. And then my dad's friend, for whatever reason, was like, "Oh, we'll let you go around the block." And there was—I literally went into a concrete post in the middle of the car, so it took out the whole car. So I—I I I don't know why. What's wrong with me that I just couldn't stop the car? I was panicking so much, I just couldn't stop it. Oh. And then I failed that test. And then since I had did that test for around must be at least seven years I had at a least weekly a dream I was driving a car and I couldn't stop and it, I actually thought that if I learned to drive that's how I would die that it became that bigger thing Wow! so I was like I'm not going to drive because this dream every single week is telling me you just can't stop a car and every night I'd wake up like because <gasps> I just couldn't the brake wouldn't work it was just like even now I'm still getting that like And it's happened constantly for years and years and years. And then for whatever reason, I think I must've been about, I think I was around 30 because that's when I was like, right, this is it. This is my time to drive. Um, And I started learning with my dad's friend because he retrains the driving instructor. So I kind of had someone that I knew, which was really nice, but it was kind of like getting my dad, but not my dad, that sort of feeling because they're really good friends. And it was in a way that was sort of worse because it's like my dad. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like this is happening you know you for your for your own sake for your dad's sake this you're gonna learn to drive because i was where i was living it wasn't convenient getting back and forth to my parents on transport and i was living alone so i sort of needed to go and see them it was just gonna make life easier so he he was did all the sort of training with me and i mean i dread to think how many lessons i've had <sighs> i mean maybe it's it's not Probably about 40, I guess, in okay. total, or maybe 50. I can't remember. Along those lines, um, I did my test with him, and I got perfect, completely perfect score all around, apart from one major foul, which is where I didn't check my blind spot coming out. And he gave me three chances cause he kept doing it. So I was like, almost like, right, I just can't do this again. But because he was the right instructor for me, he's, he got me through, we did the test, I passed, and then... Like, it was just so nice to be able to make that call to my dad together and be like, she's passed her test, for God's sake. But uh so I thought, oh, that would be the moment I'd feel like, yes, I can drive. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> then this is a thing, like you just feel, all right, okay, that's it, now I can drive, but I still didn't think I could drive. So I couldn't quite believe I was allowed on the roads after that. And I had to go and pick up my car. My boyfriend at the time, his um, uncle sorted it all out for me. He had a friend send the car. He got it all in my tea And he's, all I had to do was go to his house and pick it up. But I had to go on um, an A road on the way back. And I was like, there's just no way I can do this. And I remember doing it and just like sort of screaming like my way onto this A road. And it was only five minutes, but you had to come on it to get off again. And I, was, I had to stop and be like, I just don't feel like I can get this car home. And I just all oh, I just got so angry at myself about having all this fear that um it wasn't too long after I broke up with this person and I'd sort of met some people in Italy and gone out on a holiday and was like, I'm just gonna drive to Italy because that'll be me done. I'm just gonna drive to Italy. And that's what I did. You just go to Italy. You. Going from like can't go on an A road to like I'm driving across to like the other side of Italy as well. to northeast. Like wow. straight through. <laughs> i've done like it's probably a year between passing and and that yeah yeah um so i do i did push myself because in between what as soon as i passed i was commuting from southeast london to shepherd's bush at the bbc so i drive every day for about three wow. months because <laughs> so it was really it's a horrible horrible oh. drive <laughs>
2: that's
1: that's that's, that's
2: i commute that is
1: so that was my practice for italy and then <laughs> oh my god I mean, interrupt me if you need to. If you want me to, but I can still the story is still going. So wow, it's amazing.
2: I'm lo- I'm loving this. I can't believe <laughs> you wouldn't go on an a road, but then all of a sudden, do you know what? I'm going to Italy.
1: Because <laughs> I I don't like being in fear of things. I, I think, I hate to be like one of those women that's like, oh my god, I can't go in the motorway. There's such stereotypes around women driving, mm-hmm. um, and we, and because we, we do get quite intimidated by men on the roads, and so all of that. And I definitely spent my life feeling like that until very recently. So basically the night before I was going to Italy, my, I, I staying at my mum and dad's house because my friends were coming with me. Now, my friend had passed his test but not driven in a couple of years and he was like, it will help the driving. We'll get to that bit. Um, <laughs> but I was literally parking at my mum and dad's house and, you know, it was very obvious so I was parking, coming in, you know, reversing in. As I reversed in like this, a van tried to overtake me and hit me. And this van stopped and was about to go for me. It turned out my dad knew him. He hadn't seen my dad. So as my dad's come round, he sort of stopped in his tracks and been like, oh, oh, oh. You know, all of a sudden, I he wasn't going to be having a go at me because he A, he was in the wrong, and B, he, my dad was there and he knew who he was as well and was a bit like, oh, well... I didn't know she was parking. She didn't put her hazards on. And it's like, you don't put your hazards on to park. Do you? That's not a thing, is it?
2: No. no. you got your reversing lines, haven't you?
1: Exactly. What did you think I was doing? <laughs> but then my dad proceeded to tell me, next time, put your hazards on. And I was like, "What? Well, hold on. This is not a thing. But being two men shouting at me, I was like, I'm in the wrong sort of thing. And I went. The car was packed with all my stuff for it. I was going for three months. The car was like, I had a Nissan Micra. You can imagine, this, you know, it was full of stuff. I went into my mum dad's house. I literally put a tea towel over my head for about an hour because I was so stressed. I was like, if I can't even park outside my mum dad's house, how am I going to get to Italy? This is absolutely mental. And then my friends came the next day. I got us to Dover. And then my friend who couldn't drive, he drove straight off the... He's like, I'm just going to go for it as well. Get off the ferry. And the thing is, he got we got caught in traffic at Paris and we just couldn't get him out. And he was just, like, shaking, like, I need to get out. I can't do this. But I couldn't... There was nothing to be done. Like, I couldn't swap over. With him. Oh, God. It was so bad. And then I guess we got parked through Paris at some point and swapped over. And then... <laughs> It, it was insane. And we stopped off in a weird place that night. But then the next day we drove through like Cannes. So I literally, there was a bit of the beach. My car could go on. So I've got pictures of me at Cannes with my Nissan Pike. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going through all these like Monaco where all the F1 go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going up into hills where I got stuck, had to like reverse down out of it. Then we drove to my um, aunt and uncle's in the south of France. And I went down a street, It wasn't the streets so of people coming out the windows being like, get go back, go back. Because the car, it wasn't a street you could drive down. So, you know, this is and I'm still not even in Italy at this point. This is just like, absolutely awesome. it sounds
2: like a film.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to write a book about it in its own sort of way, but oh, this car, honestly, like where he went for in his first year is unbelievable. <laughs> Oh gosh, wow. so uh, I guess at some point we actually we did get there and I, I stayed out there for three months with the car and by the end I was just like completely driving but there were times that there was one time when the, the roundabouts really got me abroad driving. I, there was one time something just went, you're going the wrong way and I drove onto a motorway the wrong way and there was a, a lorry coming <laughs> and I had to reverse three point and get off and the lorry's just going beep, beep, beep. And that I was on the motorway with my friend, taking her to the airport, picking up my brother to come back. So, and she was just like, ashen, like, (laughs) oh my God. To this day, I don't know how I'm alive still. So that is, that was, I don't even know if I was scared because I was just like, that's the sort of things that I was doing at that time. (laughs) And then, of course, it came to drive back and I was like, I can't do this by myself. So I got my dad to come. My dad... Kindly volunteered to come and help drive me back, which in the end he slept more of it than drove. But it was it was company. That's what dads do. That's what dads do. He literally was just like, (laughs) (laughs) I was going at ninety miles an hour because we went through Germany, and I was just being like harassed. So the car was just literally like rattling, like, and honest to God, we were supposed to. He wanted to do like two nights driving back, but from, from Italy, like northeast Italy, we did it in one night. We did one stop in Stuttgart and I was like, I just need to get home because I can't, I just need to get back. And then it was kind of on the ferry. I realized that I still had to get us back from the ferry. And then it was pitch black and I, my brain just wasn't working after three months abroad and to this day, I still have a weird thing around roundabouts where I, I have moments of like, I don't, where am I going? Like, I have to look where the other traffic is. If there's no traffic on the road, I have these moments of, like, oh, am I going the right way? Am I?" You know, it's a really weird anxiety thing. Oh. So, yeah, when we made it back, permittedly in one piece, thank God, Tuckwoods. <laughs> 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 Left your speech just there. No! <laughs>
2: It's, it's like as a driving instructor, you're sitting here going, oh my do God. What do, do I do? say? What do I do? What do I do? It's definitely a film or a book. It, it's, yes. It's definitely. I
1: mean, me that's just wife. a drive-in. You didn't hear what actually happened on the holiday.
2: <laughs> you know what? I don't want the know now. No,
1: especially <laughs> <you> don't. <laughs> no, it's all good. We actually, um, yeah. I ended up getting married the same place uh years later with my now husband so it's it's a really special place for us still so but i think the reason that i brought out with tracy on that when we were speaking is because uh, i just got a new car so it's only a couple of weeks old so i had my nissan Micra, then we swapped to my husband's hyundai i 10 i think which is sort of the same literally
2: similar sort of size aren't they
1: yeah and we've had our child is now three. We resisted, like, get, we didn't have the money for a new car to begin with and then we sort of resisted. Because where we live, we are in London, you know, oh, the car spaces are really small. We always hate big cars. But my husband's parents had bought a car that we could never have afforded, but they didn't get on with it and we we're going to sell it. So we were like, it's our dream car. So we they said, all right, test it and see what you think. So this was only a couple of weeks ago, so I had to get in with my father-in-law and try and drive this big car. I mean, all I was doing was going around a big industrial estate because that's where they drove me out to, and I was like, it just took me two minutes. I was like, I just can't do this. And then we brought it home, and I'd never, drew, I'd never done cruise control. And I was going to this event in Essex, which was going to be about two hour drive. I was getting so anxious. This was only two weeks ago, so my husband took me on one of the roads by us to do the cruise control, and I was just like screaming it wouldn't, like it wasn't stopping fast enough. But then his dad thought we'd stop too soon. And I was like, it's not soon enough. So clearly there's like a thing around like when, when is the right time? Oh. But Again, with that, I've just pushed myself to be like, I've driven that at Colchester, which is, that was like two hour drive each way. And then last week I drove to Cheltenham, which was like 120 miles. So I kind of almost have to do that to be like, right, I can do it. It's done, you know, challenge over. But then I still have wobble moments where I'm like trying to park and it's so big that I'm like, oh my God, I can't fit in any spaces at the gym or whatever. So, but I've kind of like done my induction with it that I'm like, right, that's my car now. I know what I'm doing. I was just terrified of like having a big car. It's so much harder as well once you have, if you've got a baby, because I was using the car every day with her to get out and see people. Cause I was going insane and she'd always sleep in it. So I'd just be sat in the car for hours sometimes. So it was a real, it was a big support for me during mm. having the baby. But then I was terrified as well of like, I wouldn't have gone on a motorway. It's only been the last couple of months that I've gone back on motorways and she's now three, so, cause I just, the idea of like, I couldn't do those long drives with her, put it that way. My husband does all those drives. Cause I'm just like, I don't want the responsibility of that. So I'm mm-hmm. still quite scared, to be honest. I don't know if I could go on and make way with her yet. Still, so I don't know what it would take, but the um, <laughs> emergency, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, I suppose that is, isn't that that challenge again, isn't it? For you, you said yeah. about, you know, I have to challenge myself to do Colchester, uh, Cheltenham, yeah, and, um, all the
1: seas.
2: Yeah, and it is like a challenge with your. I might as well say child because that's another. Yeah, another... she is. She's
1: not a baby. I can't call her a baby. She's not. Like <laughs> so I'd love to take her to like if we had a day off on a, like sometimes I've got Fridays off with her. I'd love to take her somewhere, but I'm just I can't bring myself to go and mate away with her. Mm. So oh, it's a bit of, it is a shame actually. It has limited me quite a bit.
2: Interesting. I'm I'm loving the story. In a weird way, I'm loving the story from the driving instructor's point. <laughs>
1: You're just loving that you wasn't my driving instructor. Basically.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not. I, this, I, would... I, I You I, I... seem
1: very nice for a drive. I have to say, not all driving instructors are so Lawrence and calm, but you do. I haven't. Lawrence I and haven't Carl. got a
2: big coat, and it's you know the heating's not on. So don't worry about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yes, I do get a lot of. I just get over like hypersensitive in those situations, like you know the smells yeah the yeah. sun and i'm like oh it's too much
2: they, they definitely can can't they? and they can definitely affect different people in different ways mm. that's that's what i've found. so I've, I've got a quick question how did you feel about you know when you passed your test i know you were sitting in the car with your dad's friend and but how did you feel about when the examiner said to you congratulations you've passed
1: oh even now like i just think yes you know i did it because i was always the thing oh that's the other thing because as soon as i passed the day i passed the dream stopped that dream i've never had it again so it's the most bizarre thing because it haunted me um and the minute i passed, i never had that dream again so it's it's funny like how that just disappeared and it was like okay i can do this and it felt it was felt really special when I passed because I felt I was quite late to all my friends mm. passing. I was always, like, I, I'd had quite a lot of mental health difficulties in my sort of late teens and 20s. So I always thought, oh, I'm just one of those people that can't do things. But I did it when the time was felt right for me. Um yeah. And I do feel like the, there's a point where it just gets, you start to feel like it's too late as a woman to, to drive or men just, I don't know, guys just seem to do it and it, that's it. But then I think I think my husband he had a lot of he had a lot of uh, lessons. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot. And when I first met him, I was like, "I'm not a very good driver. I think I am the better driver." Like, <laughs> if we get to be put to a test, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we won't put you both in a test situation. Okay? see <laughs> who can win. But that'd be too bad.
1: I can't it's... imagine not driving now. It's one of those things. As soon as you have done it. It's just like, well, not as soon as, maybe a year or two it took me to be like, not two it's a year to be like, no, I just drive. That's just just it. And the idea of not driving, it seems so silly how complicated it felt, learning. Oh, it's just really, it's a straight, it's, it's a big thing to learn to do. But then once you've done it, it it's kind of done, you know, and then I you just a, don't forget it.
2: I had a conversation today with someone, and it was not so much about the learning and the driving, which they can do, but it was the fact of doing a test and what it can give them that made them nervous. Uh,
1: oh, right.
2: So that was quite interesting. So with that in mind, you know, when you was having your lessons before you passed, mm. did you have those thoughts about driving after the test and what it gives you?
1: Oh, like a visualisation thing? Yeah.
2: Sort of thing. Yeah. So looking into the no, future. Okay.
1: I didn't have any sort of motivation like that. Um, it was very much, like, I still just didn't know if I'd be able to do it in the end. Like, yeah. I don't know at what point it felt possible, but clearly I found the right teacher in the end that was like, come on.
2: You can th- do this.
1: You can, yeah, come on, it's fine. But then, um, oh my God. So, twice I've had to drop him and my dad off to the pub. Once I rolled into the back of somebody, like, and then the second time I went up a really high curve that was like, I should have been up. And I, at such a pace that I thought I was going to pop my tyre up. So even now, I'm still like, something happens around my dad or like that, and then I'll just get all nervous. So when I'd got the new car, we were supposed to go out for lunch, and my mum was saying, oh, let's get in your car. And I was like, no, I don't want to drive my dad. I just don't. They make me too nervous. It puts me on edge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can, I, can I let you into a little secret? Yes. Tracy won't drive if I'm in the
1: car. Oh, really? Because <laughs> you just sort of don't like to be bothered. I'm, I think when I'm on my own, I'm a much better driver than if my husband was there. Like. Mm. I'm, always, I'm always second guessing. I will pop
0: in here and say, I do drive. <laughs> I don't like driving Kev's car. Ah, that's different. different. <laughs> so I, when, when I'm driving, issue. I drive my car. Yeah. But I tend not to drive Kev's car if I'm driving, much to his annoyance.
1: But it's your car's your car, like that's what you, 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 I don't understand this switching over. Like I can, I can be on Tracy's side on this. I think
2: <laughs> I'm just going on mute. You
0: know? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> for me, it's more a worry
0: if Kev's car is his business. And yeah, you don't um, want
1: to mess it up, or oh yeah. god! Yeah. I mean, i because I've had you know scrapes and stuff. When I was in Italy, I'd, I've had one real scrape that was in Italy. It took like the side scratched all the door, um, and even when I go back, I can still sort of see the colour on the wall. <laughs> 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 and I've done the same with um, my husband's car in the car park. So this new one, I'm, I was I actually didn't want to have the car because like it's too nice. I don't want I don't want the pressure of it, but now I love it so. <laughs> I
2: what do you love
1: about it now it's i don't know i think i don't get pushed around as much on the road you know um as i did i really noticed a difference with that i have to drive slightly slower just because i can't just my other car was just like whizzing through places so i feel like mentally i'm just like a bit it's just all a bit more like relaxed mm-hmm. and i haven't got people like i was really pushed around in my little car there was a real shift in mentality of driving the big car it's really strange and it's just he's a lot more comfortable that's just the truth of it Mm. it's it's not filled with toys and bikes they're all in the boot (laughs) it was a storage because we've got such a small house and so anything that was sort of outdoorsy was in was in the car
2: (laughs) yeah but that's that's really interesting how you now feel more relaxed driving a bigger car
1: yeah, it's just I'm not trying to push myself. I'm not waiting for someone to bid me and be like, come on, move out of the way, because they see me as slow. And I think also what I realised is when people felt I was slow, it's because their car was fast. So I now realise, like, I've got a car that can move really quickly. And you're like, oh, maybe it's not it's just and whatever. But just that's your car, like, it, whereas mine was... If I sort of like was slow off the take, it would take me more to sort of get going. Whereas with my car now, it's just like, shunk, I can correct with, you know, an gone, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm understanding it's not always everyone's like that. It's just, well, I probably was slower on the roads than most people. Not that I'm a slow driver, but yeah, to, to take off the car is slower to take off. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It can be frustrating <laughs> for people.
0: You're not the first person to have said that to us either. So in a previous episode that we did with a lady called Penny, she said exactly the same thing, didn't she, Kev, about moving into a bigger car made a really big difference to how confident yeah. she felt.
1: It's strange. I, I'd have thought I'd be less confident, but then I don't know. I think as well, having the cruise control now, on the, now I've got that nailed, it's so much less of a... Like the idea, like I'm not just pushing my car down the motorway and it's rattling and it's like really physical. Like I'm literally just set the thing. It's just like more, so much more like comfortable, less energy oh. to do. Because when you go on a motorway, just trying to keep up with people with a, a slower car, it's it's harder work. Oh. Yeah. So
2: and it it doesn't give you the the newer car probably doesn't give you the feelings that you're in the way.
1: Yes, because I'm yeah I I well I'm not in the way. I am the way I suppose. <laughs> They're in my way now People just stop for me And I'm like What? Oh Thank you <laughs> So I'm always in a real Yeah people just stop for me now I'm like oh this is great
2: <laughs> I'm loving it I'm loving it
0: <laughs> So what would you say to somebody else Who's perhaps got cruise control in their car But are nervous about using
1: it It probably give it a go by yourself because I found that I, I did need my husband to tell me the first time and then I played, it sort of built up to what I was like comfortable with. So there'll be times like, my husband, when he used it, he put it on 70 and I was like, well, I prefer 66 for the moment. And then there were points I was just at 70 so I wasn't losing anything. So it's kind of like you don't have to be at 70 like, and, oh my God, it's just going or you can just like, use it to your comfortable, and it's there to support you, really, and make your driving easy and not the other way, not the other way around. So, once you get used to it, oh, it is it's a game changer for me because I've got to drive to Birmingham in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I mean, I'm sure I'll get nervous as it comes because you just do, but it's not, I'm not like, I can't, I can't do this because what you know, to drive to Cheltenham was quite tough, and I was almost like, the whole day, I was still. I did enjoy the day because I knew I had to get back, and I was tired. Um, it was such a relief to get home, but you know, I did it, and that's that's the main thing, really. And so, I think cruise control—just give it, give it a go. Once you can learn to trust it that it's going to stop, you can like you can just have the benefit of it because it's so much more relaxing.
2: And and if someone is thinking about buying you a newer car, what advice would you give them now?
1: I would say if you can get a longer test drive. Then do that. I didn't know that was an option. My in laws have, have done that quite a few times on cars. So I always, because I get I, the first time I went into a dealership was before I was going to Italy, I was looking at a new car. They were trying to just get me to sign something basically because I was like so tired, which I nearly did. And so I've got terrible experience of car dealers and I was like, I'll never want to go into one again. So that is, that is tough. So maybe get someone to go with you. Like if you feel like that, yeah. take, even if it's your dad and he, even if he's not like going to, get you anywhere, at least you've got backup or whoever it is you think can go in there and just be like, you know, advocate for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and give a couple of cars a go. Don't just, you know, and, and trust your instinct. So I really wanted a Fiat L cause I just love Fiat cause it's Italian, I love Italy, but when I'd driven the Fiat 500, I just didn't like it. And I never did the Fiat L in the end, but the Renault, as soon as I drove it, I was like, this is, I feel comfortable. Got, you, you you. kind of will know that with a car fairly quickly. Obviously, it takes, does take a few goes to you like completely comfortable, but don't get put off by having to go and test drive stuff. Try and get it. If you can get it over a few days, then take advantage yeah. of those sorts of things. And if you've got family and friends who've got cars that you like, have a go in them first as well to see how you feel, because we did that a couple of times. Um, Because it can be really overwhelming trying to buy a, a car, well, especially so a new choice. one.
2: There's so much choice, isn't there?
1: It's a lot of money for us. Like I'd only, I'd gone from spending 700 pounds for buying this Micra, which had, oh my God, it was, how many miles was it? 25,000 miles. Cause it was an old guy, just didn't use it. So it was a bargain, yeah. brand new, never had a single problem. When my husband's car, which always had problems in my opinion, but he's like, that is just normal. So, and then to go from that to like, this big new car, that was mentally quite a big thing. Mm-hmm. I sort of needed an in between. It's like if you're going to move houses, but you like, well, you don't just go from a one bed to a six bed. There's <laughs> somewhere in between. <laughs> you take the leap, but I've just gone like, well, I just missed. I just missed the second one, and I just I well, went up to the the big one. So you know, I just decided to go go. You know, skip go skip. What is it? Skip down pass, go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's that's because great. Buying a new car or Driving your instructor's car, normally for people that are driving instructor's cars, they're newer cars anyway. Yeah. And the car that people get after they pass the test are normally older.
1: So it just and, feels so different.
2: Yeah. And that's interesting. Like try different cars. And I always get people to say, that go and sit in the car. Go and see what it feels like. If it doesn't feel right,
1: don't buy it. Mm.
2: You know, if it yeah. feels comfortable, you can reach all the pedals and it just feels right and it, you know, looks nice. It's, Sometimes that is important to people. If it looks nice, and and again, just thinking about being—you've mentioned it a couple of times—being comfortable with that
0: car.
1: Yeah, because like my in-laws have decided this car's not for them. They've they've lost money on that. It has ended up to our gain.
2: <laughs> why are you smiling?
1: Because well, I'm like, thank God! Because we never would have had this car, so I'm even more grateful to have it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they haven't. They've just like, well, we just didn't buy the right car. We don't want to live in misery with it and not be comfortable, yeah. just not doing what they needed to do. Because they do like long trips. And mm. They've got a place in France they go to very often. So, and I can see why for them that it's not the right car for them. But for us, it's it's fantastic.
2: I just find that the story itself, everything that's happened is, is amazing.
1: Oh, well, I've just, yeah, I'm just glad. I, I'm sure more people need you. And, I, you know, I didn't have anything like this to go to when I was learning to drive. Because you sort of think, oh, well, everyone can drive. Anyone, any idiot can drive. That's what people used to say, you know. When I was learning to drive, my dad would say, oh, you know, so-and-so can drive. And you think. Yeah, I, I can understand like what his point is, but it didn't make it easy for me because <laughs> it was more pressure. It's like if well, they can drive, why well, can't I drive? Yeah, but there you go. Oh, Fiona, I am so
0: happy that you came on because aside <laughs> from your brilliant stories, and I, I just really enjoyed listening to them, and I'm sure everybody else will have done as well. But there's also a real theme that's gone through your stories, which is of Driving, driving not coming easily to you, no. feeling nervous, and mm-hmm. that's still feeling nervous, yeah. but actually not letting that get in the way of what you want and need to do. So, yeah. you've so even when you were talking about when you went to Cheltenham, you felt nervous. But that was, and I know what event that is because yeah. I've seen it on your social media. Yeah. <laughs> so that was an event that was really important for you yeah. and your business. And so you haven't let the nerves stand in the way. No. And you've done it, you've planned and prepared so that you could do it anyway. And that's just brilliant and really inspirational for
1: other people. Yeah, thank you. I think it's because of the train strike. You know, I was going to get a train. The option is you just don't go. And it's like, well... I lose then if that happens, so it's just, and I'd be at home really upset that I'm not there. So I don't want to let nerves get the better of me for something that I know I can do. So I feel like forcing yourself into it sometimes for me is what the you know is what what works.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And like you said, you know, you knew you can do it.
1: Yes, you, do, you know you can do it. You got the I've got the certificate still to prove it in the cupboard. So I've kept hold of that. I nearly framed it. It was such a big deal. Like, honestly nearly got in the frame. I just didn't I just didn't get around to it.
2: Maybe one day.
1: I still would put it up because I'm so proud of it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Fiona, thank you very much for telling those stories and it's sharing really the experiences you have. I am sure it's gonna help lots of people that are coming up for their test or been driving or potentially have even stopped and thinking about starting again and just, yeah. you know, having your story there you never gave up. You went around again and you found the right instructor and he got you through and then you was able to go and make those memories.
1: I had huge adventures. Like if I hadn't learned yeah. to drive, I can't even imagine. Well, where would I even got married? Because I wouldn't have been to Italy. So
2: <laughs> Where would I put the paintwork on my car?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, brilliant. Exactly. Thank you, Fiona. So that was a great conversation with Fiona there.
2: The story was just, I just wanted to know more. I didn't know what was going to happen around the corner. Yeah. Was, what else could happen? <laughs> when you look at the takeaways that we're going to share in a minute, there were so many from that that can help others.
0: Yeah, I really, I really hope that if you're listening, that you found that inspiring and found things to take away from it for yourself. So Kev, I'll start with you. What was your first takeaway?
2: The first takeaway I've got is not giving up and we've had this on various other podcasts that we've recorded and the fact that she never gave up first two tests, didn't feel ready, but then she just carried on, got to a point when she went, no, this is silly. I need to carry on, found an instructor and had that motivation just to keep going and she will do it.
0: Yeah, and I think it was interesting for me because I wasn't very well when we recorded this, so I was doing a lot more listening and writing notes than I normally get the chance to do. But she used the phrase, they put me in for my test, for her first two tests. So she knew she wasn't ready. She clearly didn't feel ready. And it's almost as if those first two sets of instructors forced her to go for her test when she wasn't ready. So I think there's definitely a couple of things to be learned there. One, if you don't feel ready for your test, postpone it, rearrange it. Don't take your test under duress. And then the other one, like you say, is finding the right instructor.
2: Yeah. And know that you're ready. Think of it as you're going to drive. Maybe not to Italy, as we only (laughs) did, but you're going to be driving on your own. How confident are you to drive on your own? If you took that test and passed, how confident are you to drive on your own? I know you've never done it before, but how confident would you be? Maybe that's a question you could ask yourself to see whether or not you're ready to take your test.
0: Yeah, because that's the end goal. Your test is just an assessment of, are you ready to drive on your own yet? Exactly.
2: And then we went into after the test um, and the stories yep. of Italy and Paris and, and getting the new car. And I found it really interesting, and again from previous episodes that we've done, that after a while she felt safer in a bigger car. People weren't cutting her up or putting her to do things she didn't want to do. She felt that she fitted in better driving in a bigger car.
0: Yeah, and... Yeah, there really is something uh, that episode where I mentioned about the body language of cars. It reminded me a little bit of that. That obviously, having a bigger car, you take up more space. There is a sense of more presence on the road. And like she says, in her smaller car, that didn't get away as quickly, it didn't pull away as fast. And so she always felt as if she was in the way. And now she feels that she belongs on the road yeah. so that's really influenced her confidence
2: exactly and you know if you feel comfortable while driving it's just going to help with the confidence and to make you more confident in doing things that you are not necessarily used to like driving to different areas different places and just thinking about the car that you choose after you pass your test do you feel comfortable it?
0: yeah definitely and that moves on to that point, doesn't it, of Fiona hasn't let her nerves stop her from driving.
2: No yeah, actually, she knows she was nervous, but she's actually used that to help her, I think, carry on. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So when she's had to drive to Chelmsford, which was a long journey, instead of thinking, oh, no, I can't do it, she's gone the other way and she's made a plan. So what do I need to do? In order to help me. So she's not let it hold her back. She's still done that journey. And she sounded really proud of herself mm. for doing that journey and is planning her next one as well. She acknowledges she'll still feel nervous, but she knows she can do it. And she knows the strategies that she can put in place to make sure that she does that one as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, she doesn't want to miss out. So what does she need to do? Yeah brilliant that's that's the thing isn't it so Britain loved having the conversation i probably never didn't know whether to laugh cry or hold my head but it was it was as a driving instructor but yeah a great conversation great stories and i look forward to the book that must come out
0: yeah and i'm so grateful to fiona for coming on and sharing those with us so i hope that you found fiona's story inspirational as well and can maybe resonate with some of her stories so If you've got some stories that you think would be inspirational and you'd like to share with everyone else, get in touch. Our contact details are in the show notes, as always. And until next time, have a great day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.